It is a constant battle to figure out what is worthy of outsourcing, when we really need to let go, and just kind of just jump into it with both feet. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 74, and I think we have kind of the perfect topic today. You are likely on vacation, wishing you took vacation, or hustling your little booty off to make a real vacation happen. And I totally get it, because I am right there with you, hoping to take all week off and I still have a to-do list that is longer than my arm. (laughs) So one of the very best things that we did in our business within this last year was outsourcing. And it's the reason we've been able to bring in the consistent revenue that we have now, even while Courtney is on maternity leave. But this wasn't easy. I personally struggle really hard with letting go, especially when it comes to a lot of things that have to do with SEO. And I know a lot of times there's a huge reason, there's a lot of different reasons why we don't outsource. And just a few of them, I'm too nervous. I have no idea how to even hire someone, let alone find someone that I trust. I can do it better. Oof, that's the one that hits me really hard. (laughs) It will take me too long to train someone in or it's going to cost me too much money. These are typically the reasons or the excuses that we hear all the time of why someone isn't outsourcing in their business and instead just kind of floundering and drowning in the amount of work. And I I get it. I have felt every single one of these and I still feel them because even though we do outsource, I know that there is so much more that we can outsource and it is a constant battle to figure out what is worthy of outsourcing, when we really need to let go and just kind of just jump into it with both feet. So let's go ahead and just start here. How the heck do I even get started? (laughs) Because this is kind of what Court and I said to ourselves when we knew we needed help. We kind of just hit this wall and we were like, okay, what are we going to do? So we actually did this last November after we left the Spark Show It conference and we were actually at the conference. We're sitting in an Airbnb and we're sitting at the kitchen island and we opened up a Word document and we just started making a checklist of all the possible things we could outsource and we bucketed them. We bucketed them in social media, blogging, podcast, email, client work, admin tasks, different design projects project management, and really we just made this massive list of all the things that we needed help with. And they could be little things like update our monthly content calendar freebie, repurpose our Instagram reels on TikTok, or big things like write our podcast show notes. 
some of these tasks that were on our list were really only like 15 minutes, maybe 15 minutes a week, maybe 15 minutes a month. But by the end of that list, we added up all the time that we estimated for each task. And it was a total of 30 hours, 30 hours that we just got back in our lives. Can you imagine the impact that that can have on your business and getting those 30 hours back? So it's time to stop saying that this task doesn't matter. It's really quick. Why would I give someone this task? And it's time to start making this list because until you make this list, you don't know the value that outsourcing can really have for you. One of the best ways to kind of figure out what should go on your list or what are those things you could either outsource or automate is to peek at your SOPs, which stand for standard operating procedure, which is really just a fancy jargon filled word for what's your process when you bring in a new client or customer. When someone purchases a product, what do you do next? When an inquiry comes in through, what do you do then? We have these processes in place, whether you've had them written down or whether they're just in your brain, they exist. And we talked a lot about SOPs with Taryn on episode 61. So if you haven't listened to that one, it is a super good episode. But by seeing your process laid out, you can actually ask yourself this one question, does this have to be me? And if the answer is no, then you outsource it. You don't need to worry about anything else. If it does not have to be you, then someone else can help you with that task and you add it to your list. So you've made your list, you've added up all the time, you saw the magic and the hours that you can start getting back in your life with outsourcing. So the next thing to do is to find the right person to help. This is sometimes the hardest part because who are we going to trust enough to work in or on our business or even be client facing? And this can be really hard. So for us, something that we did was we just started with our community first. Trust has to be earned and chances are you already know someone who wants to help or you've already worked with someone who you already trust. So look at people like family. Do you have any family that you can lean on? People that might want an extra side job or people you really trust to be in your life. Sometimes family can be really beneficial because they already know you. They already know your personality. You can even work together if you live close by and you need that kind of support. So family can actually be a really good area to turn to. Otherwise, former students, clients, customers, people that you've already worked with before. So fun little fact, everyone we outsource with from an SEO perspective for sure was a former student in our SEO group coaching program. That is a little kind of a requirement for me is I am not going to work with anyone who doesn't already know everything in my brain. And since I pour everything I know into that group coaching program, I know I can trust all of these students with my full, with their full capabilities. And I know that it's going to be great. So whether I'm using them for my business or whether I'm using them for help with client projects, I know I can trust them. And finally, lean on your community of people you've already created. So this could come from friends of friends. You could ask in your email list if you have a really engaged email list. You could ask your community on Instagram with an Instagram stories. Depending on the position, you may or may not want to create an application or even just a quick little survey, something just to kind of help alleviate this 
extra need for you to review a billion applications. We have done the application route a few times and honestly, it hasn't really worked well for us because again, we don't have that trust factor right there for the positions that we were looking for. I think it can work really great in certain circumstances and I am sure we will do it again, but it is really hard when you're hiring someone because I have this need to make sure that everyone feels really uh like their time we get it like your time needs to be valued and I don't want you to feel like you filled out an application and I ignored you and it's really important that I want to connect with everyone or I want to hop on the phone with everyone or I want to email everyone back but it's just not possible and we just don't have that much time so setting those expectations before you put out an application can be so smart because then you're not going to leave a bad taste in anyone's mouth So really finding that person can really start with your community. Ask your business friends, ask family, reach out to former people that you've worked with, and then really start to think about who you need. Do you need a jack of all trades? Do you need a virtual assistant? Do you need someone who's an expert in their area in order to leverage them for things like client work? Like, do they have to have the same expertise that you have? Could you have or hire an intern, someone who's looking for more experience because from a budget standpoint, things need to stay low or maybe just that opportunity to really have some interns working in your business could be a great experience. Personally, that's how I started everything in marketing. I started as an intern and so I have a very soft spot for hiring interns or looking at interns because the education side of me and the teacher side of me really wants to help people grow in this space in the right way. So I think an internship can be a really awesome opportunity if it makes sense. And then possibly a done-for-you service provider. There are certain aspects of our business, like Pinterest, for example, where we don't manage that and we just lean on an expert to really manage that for us. So that can be another area where if you can identify a very specific need and then lean on a done-for-you service provider, you can get that work off your plate. So now you're probably saying, great, Abby, I want a VA, I want an expert, I want done-for-you service, I want an intern, how much does all this cost? (laughs) Because we know it's not free. And this is where I'm going to come in and tell you to set a budget. So if you haven't already, episode 33, if you scroll your way back, uh, we had an episode with our former coach Val, and it is a phenomenal episode, and in it, we break down everything in our business and overall the profit first mindset. And this is one of the very first things we did for our business with the help of Val. And because of that, we were really able to understand how much budget we have allocated to hire and outsource without feeling like it's coming from our bucket of money right? Because sometimes we think that, oh, we're outsourcing, that's less money in my pocket, which is actually the exact opposite. Because you remember those 30 hours we were talking about, the 30 hours you just got back, you could spend that creating resources, selling new products, taking on an additional client. You could spend those hours making more money than what you are outsourcing. So it's never about taking it out of your bucket. So if that is your concern, just throw that little piece out of your brain. So in short, 
When we talk about profit first, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, we also have another episode, episode 50, where we shared all of the financial details of our actual profit first breakdown. So there's all of these different buckets. You have a salary bucket, an expense bucket, a tax bucket, and a profit bucket. And each of these is allotted a certain percentage. And right now, our expenses bucket holds 25% of all of our income. So that means that that is our max spending budget each month. And this really helps keep us in check, set realistic expectations, understand who we can hire, how much we can hire them for, what our budgets are. And without understanding that, we could so easily dig ourselves into a hole. And that is not something we want to do. Because at the end of the day, we don't want that entire bucket to go just towards outsourcing. We also want to invest in things like coaching. We also need to use that to spend on our everyday expenses. Things like Flowdesk and Thinkific and the platforms and the systems that we use. So we really have to be smart and understanding what can exist within that 25%. So if you're catching the theme here to all of these little nuggets that we're dropping, the reason or the way to stop holding back and to stop just not outsourcing for this unknown reason that you don't know why is to really break down each of these things. It's to break down one, what can you actually outsource and how much time can that save you? Two, make sure you have someone that you trust. And three, figuring out that budget because you're not going to hold back once you know, hey, I actually do have the money. Wow, this is going to save me a heck of a lot of time. And now I have someone to trust who truly cares about me and my business that I can lean on. So the next thing I want you to do is just start doing it. Once you do that, just get started because that is honestly the hardest part of letting go. And if you never try or start to lean on someone, you're never going to feel that relief that outsourcing can actually bring you. And let me tell you something, you are going to fall down. You will probably hire someone that doesn't work out and that's okay because that can be a learning for next time. So the final notes that I'm going to leave you with here are that we want to make sure that you set your outsourcing team up for success. If you're hiring a done-for-you service provider, they are likely going to already have those metrics set up for you, the guidelines set up for you, and all of that. But if you're hiring someone, a VA to work in your business, an intern, if you're hiring a family member especially, you really need to set them up for success. And I by no means think that we are like the best of the best here, but I do think we have a few rules that have really helped us create a really good relationship with the people that work inside our business. And let me tell you, we freaking love them. Like I would not survive without them. I tell them that all the time. I send them coffee whenever I can. Like I want them to know how valuable they are because seriously, I feel like I would crumble most days without them. So some of the reasons why, and also once you find someone who you love, who is working inside your business, you don't want to start over, right? You want to continue to build that relationship. You want to grow with them. You want them to grow with you. And that's the goal. So in order to do that, you need to make sure you set them up for success. So 
You need to set boundaries and expectations. When are you going to communicate with them? If you are communicating with them at all hours of the day and night, that can likely be very stressful for someone. So really make sure you set those boundaries, set those expectations. I know I have definitely broken the rules and sent a couple boxers after hours. And I always lead the conversation with, please don't listen to this right now. It's usually just in my brain for some reason and I have to get it off. But a better approach to that would probably be to draft an email so that I don't forget. So make sure you set those boundaries, set those expectations. Communicate a lot. Choose your form of how you're going to communicate. Are you going to leverage a project management tool like Asana? Are you going to communicate in Voxer? How are you going to have conversations with each other? And also understand their personality style. I really love to voice message. Not everyone loves that. So I am likely going to use Voxer all the time. I don't need people to Vox me back, but I'm not going to write an email every day. That's just not how I work. And if someone really wanted me to write them an email with updates, we probably wouldn't be a good fit. So make sure that you find someone who you mesh with in terms of personality. Ask for what you need. Don't be wishy-washy, just say what you need and how you need it done because the more vague you're going to leave a task with the expectation of please exceed my expectations isn't going to go well. You really need to lay it out nicely and if you aren't going to spend the time to set your team up for success, you're not going to get the results you want. And finally, make sure that you have that moment where you do critique and you have the hard conversations. Hey, here's what could be done a little bit better. So Courtney and I talk about this all the time because Courtney is a positive feedback human and I have learned this about her because we've worked together for so many years and I know that if I am ever going to give feedback from a branding perspective, I am never just going to jump and dive right into the feedback. I am always going to tell her all the things I love about it first and that is how I approach feedback with everyone because you don't want to just start with the negative, you want to start with a, oh my goodness, like this is great this is great this is great I love this and then hey here's what we can tweak next so take that taking that approach can be really beneficial because you never know how someone is going to take feedback and from that perspective you're really lifting them up rather than kind of tearing them down even if you don't mean to tear them down but you do need to have those conversations every once in a while where you critique work because that's the only way people get better is by communicating how you like things done, why you like them done a certain way, and all of those details. If they don't know that information, they can't exceed your expectations again. So these are kind of our rules to make sure that you're setting your team up for success and you're making sure that that outsource relationship is working really well for you because the last thing we want to do is outsource someone and then a month later outsource again and then a month later do it all again, right? So I want you to grab that notebook, start making your outsource list, write down each of those tasks with a timestamp stamp next to it. And when you finish, go ahead and add all of that up and see all of the magic that outsourcing can give you back in your business. Because I guarantee you, you will feel so much more relief with those hours back. Thank you for listening to another episode of Duo on Air, and I'll see you next week. If you like this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. 
Plus, if you haven't already, please go ahead and leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We absolutely love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.